Hey, good morning, guys. Today is the end of 2018 here in a few days, and I am attempting to establish a relationship with a community that would like to talk about all the great things that are out there concerning the law of attraction and the study of mental science, whether it's by intentional growth or by default. So today, first I want to say excuse my voice, I have a cold and I'm fighting that, which also as a student of the law of attraction, also of the science of the mind, I found that um, things like a cold are a good way to test your faith and your resilience in <clears throat> this type of mental practice because of course I become such a big baby when something like this happens to me and <clears throat> I you know begin to pull out all the little um, practices about letting my energy vibrate with the one original substance and in that uh, vibration there's all healing and um, hopefully you know that um Well, I know it's a good practice regardless, but it's just really hard when you realize that the cold is going nowhere and that it has to, um, you know, ride on its course. So with that said, let's ah, fight that sneeze off. (coughs) Ah, Excuse me. Uh, Thank you for still listening. All right. So the reason why I really wanted to have this conversation is years ago I stumbled across the idea of being aware of my own thoughts and being a co-creator with um, you know with the creator and I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with with being able to step aside and observe our thoughts and then make conscious decisions on whether or not those thoughts still serve us and how to change them now I feel that you know, for me, I felt that um, all that meant that I had to be holier than thou. And, you know, I named this podcast and I gave myself, excuse me, the screen name, uh, Prodigious Son, because of the parable in the Bible, uh, the prodigal son, which is extremely abundant and extremely wasteful at the same time. And the story of the prodigal son is uh, these two sons that came from a very wealthy uh, upbringing and they were very affluent and had all that they needed to live a good and um, prosperous life. Well, one of the boys asked for his father's inheritance, uh, you know, all up front at once so that he could go out and be an individual and live his own life. So the story goes that the one son that uh, collected his inheritance went out into the world and he was wasteful, he partied, he you know did all those things and squandered through all of his savings. So uh, while the other son stayed home and he you know um, tended to his chores and uh, kept a community and a relationship with his father and their servants and all that good uh, you know stuff that he was up to before his brother received his inheritance and um, hit the streets. So then the story goes that uh, the prodigal son was uh, poor, broke, and out in the streets, and he found himself begging and scrapping 
uh, for food and eating with the swine. And then he thought to himself, you know, my father has all these mansions, all these means and servants under him that eat better than I do. If I were to go back as a servant, um, surely, you know, there would be um, better living for me there than here out in the streets as a beggar. So he returns home, and upon returning home, he's greeted by his father and the, the staff of the house, and his father, you know, embraces him with open arms. And he says, you know, I'm really not worthy of that. I've done horrible things with what you've given me. I was extremely wasteful. I, uh, you know, spent it all, and I'm here to just see if you would take me in as a servant. And the father says, you know what, pretty much, if I have whatever I have, you have, and there's always a place for you here, and we will throw a feast, you came home. So obviously there's spiritual principles to that, and um, when I think of the prodigal said, I take it very personal. Um, when I was in junior high, I went to a Pentecostal church that was really extreme. I mean, speaking in tongues and casting out demons and fire and brimstone. And as a child, when that's what you're taught and that's all you know, you know, you believe it. You're taught it by adults and that's your truth. As I got older and I stepped away from the church because naturally I outgrew it, I had this heavy conviction that, um, yeah, though I was living a different life, to be very careful not to tread on that territory because that was still the truth, that God was a jealous God, that he sat high, looked low. <coughs> excuse me guys and um you know all that good jazz but and that if you're not daily in his work and denying the world and following him that you are not pleasing in his eyes so coming to seattle as an adult as a early 20s and coming out as a gay man uh, after years and years of praying every night hours for deliverance only to always you know feel like I was fighting this desire to uh, be attracted to men and you know I was taught that it's the devil trying to steal my ministry I'm you know very much indoctrinated in this um, culture of extreme um, you know extreme polarities with uh, good and bad so it took me a long time to get out of the mindset of I was living in sin and I was, you know, just should be humble and grateful enough that, you know, that I had any blessings in my life for turning my back on, on the Lord. And a lot of my church friends and family growing up, they knew that I had a very spiritual mind and a way with um, the Word of God and a passion for prayer um, that I got a lot of, you know, I will return home that this is just a phase. And I thought of myself someday as being the prodigal son, as coming back home and living a great Christian life and ministering to God's people with a wife and a family. Well, guess what? That is never going to happen. 
And in my self-personal growth, when I came upon the idea of the Bible and other holy teachings as secrets that the universe has put out there so that they that have an ear can hear what the spirit of life is saying and that they and us can, you know, take glimpses onto these principles that will help us to walk uh, more and more into freedom and be one and a co-creator with this universe. When I started to come upon that idea and practice it, it did make sense. It was like the missing link to everything that I learned, um, you know, in my church and in the Bible. And with that missing link, I felt that I, you know, started to adopt still this very, um, holiness way of living I felt that I knew by nature I was attracted to silliness you know I like uh, beautiful things and I like you know uh, funny crude jokes and I like um, you know bantering back and forth with my friends and there was a part of me that felt that I had to be an example and that I had to be someone like almost like an Eckhart Tolle if you would or you know uh, people of that sort and I'm sure they have laughter and definitely more of a you know dimensional multi-dimensional personality than what we see when we watch lecture videos or because we're not seeing them in the elements of around their family and friends but my mind took on this idea that I had to walk a certain way. And I have been battling with that in the last few years because as even though that time of growth was very necessary, I had to learn to be kind and I had to learn to really look past people's faults and see their mistakes if I wanted to really follow this law, you know, to its utmost and furthest point. And you know, that was very necessary and helpful for me. But also, too, I've been dealing with the idea that I I want to have it all. I want to be happy and free and I want to flirt and I want to, you know, be vain. And I want to take this one chance, this one life that I have in this, you know, whole story that the cosmos has told up to this point, up to this place of developing and unfolding into a planet that can sustain life from no humans to humans and technology and being able to communicate with each other at the drop of a dime and using the ether and kind of living in this world of magic and at the same time of very much uh, still prehistoric in a lot of ways. Uh, why do I have to be the one that fights and cares about politics when naturally my soul doesn't go there but you you get around adults and you get around people that are like aren't you upset about this we need to do this and i had this guilt that i'm like i don't want to do that i feel that my calling this time around on this earth is to be an observer and to create and to be a prophet by the way that I observe the truths of the universe and not judging it because we have to be careful to not want to say this is bad, that is bad and to say this is where we're at at our level of development as an impersonal um, spirit moves through us in a personal way. Uh, it is building and moving in many different ways into a place of unity. And not even into a place of unity, there is unity because for every 
cause, there's an effect. And the universe being what it is in itself, having all the good you can imagine, all the evil, all the uh, polar opposites and complete juxtapositions that you can imagine has manifested itself in physical form to represent all those things. So that's why I feel that you can see all the beauty in the world and yet see the most horrific things and wonder, how can God do this? <coughs> well, it's not really how can God do this. It's this is what God has to do to move through space and time to get to a place of pure perfection um, and that place already exists when you think of the universe as being infinite and multiple possibilities and you know science and quantum physics has told us that there's multiple um, infinite dimensions well when you think of that all truths already do exist you might say, well, you know, if that's true, why am I living in this one? Or why does this one matter? You know, it is what it is, but the spirit wants you to be self-aware of yourself as it, and it becomes aware and present and takes uh, tabs in a personal way through us. And everything that we've gone through to get to where we're at today has been by default, unless people in our lives have been awakened to what we're capable to do as individuals and that's co-create and be very intentional so i challenge those out there that you know have abandoned themselves to you know self-development and growth to take a moment today and be easy on yourself and find that true nature find who you were as a child before you knew uh, too much of how this world operates and if you were the clown of the class happy-go-lucky or if you were a quiet drifted wanderer or if you were both embrace your natural tendencies along with the mind of being intentional about your growth and uh, being a co-creator with the universe and be free take your whatever 80 75 years that you have on this planet in good health and a good mind if we're lucky take that and paint yourself a picture with you know and make yourself uh all that it is that you want to be as long as you're not taking from anyone else and you're using your highest uh common factor that you can see in this universe as your guide then you can't go wrong so if you know either way i'm just ranting and this is my first podcast but i love to talk about things on mental science and uh it looks like my dog's got to go out and i should probably do that because um that's what needs to be done all right anyways uh thanks for listening and uh i'll post again and let's get some conversations going take care and thank you